What's up then, man? What's been going on? Not much. Not much. How um, you, you, you're late again, bro. I know. I, I legit, I I legit thought you were going to stand me up tonight. I was like, I wonder. I wonder if this white girl's got him. <laughs> <laughs> on some get out tip. I was, I was going to message you and be like, listen, dude, you need to stay away from these white girls. Yeah? <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying to they're trying to pair you up. <laughs> nah, nah. I'm, um, I was playing badminton. I've done badminton three times this week. So we had a good game. Um, and I forgot my laptop. Oh, <laughs> so dear. I had to rush back home. But overall, I've been good, you know. Um, Where are you going to play? Where do you play? Uh, just uh, at the centre. Oh, the the, the, one. the rebuilt. Yeah. What's it like in there? Is it nice? It's all, it's. Do you know what? It's got a swimming pool, but it's almost like being in Herschel when that was new. Right. Do you remember? It's very, very similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does yeah. it feel like it was built on a budget? It doesn't feel like it was built on a budget. It feel It feels like it was built with no creativity or vision right. it's that it when you walk inside like we know it's new but when you walk inside there's nothing that indicates it's new it, right, it's right. just there's no there's it could no have nice been funky architecture yeah no, there's no, no nah quirky very, ideas. just very square everything's just very right. typical which is weird very cause... similar to langley very similar to herschel they yeah, just yeah. like they just use the same blueprint what, what i think is a bit weird about it is though because if you look at slough they even like the library yeah, yeah. that's like funky modern yeah 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 it's Thanks. true it's true um other than that so i'll tell you what has been a bit of a mad one um this whole ba saga so yeah. ba we're gonna strike uh, the, the pilots were gonna strike on the 27th yeah so i got an email through they politely uh emailed me to let me know because i had a holiday booked for the 27th oh, just okay. a weekend away so i thought <sighs> they gave me my options what i could do and i said you know what sometimes these things get resolved um, so hold on if let's say for example if you said you're not like you said I'll just keep my plan and if yeah. you cancel my fight fight, you cancel it were you going to get a full refund I was always going to get a full refund that's right yeah. alright cool cool but I think often these talks and stuff they get resolved um, leave it a bit and then they you know and then yeah. things can go on as normal so anyway I've left it left it a week not really hearing nothing more in fact, I'm hearing worse things like they're talking about doing a 10 day strike and just basically bringing down BA, making them lose like 400 M's and that. And then I think, you know what? Let me just see, went in there, let me look at my options. Um, and I thought, F it, I'm not doing nothing this weekend. Let me see if I can pick up this weekend. I could, no extra charges, nothing. Booked it about half an hour later, news alert. BA strikes called off for the 27th. I was like, ah, <laughs> frick. So you played yourself. I played myself. <laughs> so I'm now going tomorrow uh, rather than oh, next week. God. Okay. But um, yeah, other than that, um, so how work's many, been good. How, yeah. how many trips you got planned, Denny? Because I feel like every time I speak to you, you're like, yeah, I'm going this place. I'm not going Last time lie. I spoke to you, you just about to go to Paris. Yeah, yeah. So I went, oh, Paris. Yeah, Paris was nice. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paris was good. <laughs> Paris was good. So I've been to Paris before on day trips. So when it's been long things, like Eiffel Tower, I was like, oh, I ain't got time to do that. I've just got there. Because we had the whole weekend. Okay. Done the Eiffel Tower, done the Louvre, done the um, Arc de Triomphe. Arc, tri Triomphe. Triomphe. You uncultured swine. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, like, I walked up the whole Champs Elysees. Like, Champs Elysees. Jesus like, Christ, Champs Elysees. <laughs> <laughs> You're insulting my GCSE level <laughs> French here, bruv. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Um, other than that, um, do you know what? Funnily enough, I was actually, because now next week's free yeah. and the strikes got pulled, I was literally like, oh shit, should I book something for next week? <laughs> so I saw, I saw um, 
Stockholm flight and accommodation for like 130 quid. Stockholm's a bit of a shell. I've been before. I don't want to so say that's no, why I didn't, do you know what? didn't go. The people in Stockholm are nice. I don't want to yeah, say Stockholm's yeah, a shell. Yeah. But nice it's just people. such a it's a grey place. Yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough. Um, I like. I love the. I love this. I've been to Sweden about three times, and I, I great. It's one of those places. It's almost like like for me, Sweden and Ireland. When I go there, like the two not places where the people are the nicest, mm. um, and the weather's not the nicest. But and both of them, the weather's not the nicest. Yeah, yeah. and um, so maybe they overcompensate. <laughs> Do you know? When um, but when, there's what? not much there in terms of like. His, you know like historical like world heritage like all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff yeah yeah you're just like in a town yeah when I went to Sweden I was literally I, I had three or four long conversations with people mm. and all of them all those people said kept saying the same yeah I hate it here I hate it there's nothing to do there's okay. no prospects but they were really positive people outside of yeah, that yeah 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 it's just like they'd have this moment where they'd be like oh, I just want to I'd love to go to England, I'd love to go to France, whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a bit, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah, it's very expensive as well. It's very expensive. Yeah. Um, what about you, man? Like, yeah, how's the world treating you? Mate. Uh, you, saw, you saw you got rid of your car? I did indeed. That was that was a busy 24-hour period. Okay. It was just drama. Like this, so I, I put the car on Facebook. Yeah. And it was weird because I'd get like bombarded with messages one day and then crickets. Yeah. And then bombarded with messages. So what basically happened, some guy saw my car on Facebook, wanted to buy it, didn't have the, the money to buy it. So he approached a car dealer that he'd been a customer of before and said, look, this guy's selling this car. This is how much it is. I want to buy it at that price, but I don't have the money. Right. If you buy it for me, I'll finance it through you and you'll make money off the finance. Okay. And they went... Okay, cool. So these guys drove down, and to be honest, so I'm gonna make something very clear because it's gonna sound a bit discriminatory, discriminatory, whatever. Fine. I've obviously done a lot of car transactions with people, yeah. And generally, just through the num sheer volume of bad experiences I've had, generally I don't really like dealing with Pakistanis from the northern part of England. Okay. I've just had three or four bad experiences with. Pakistanis from from up north. Right. It's weird. Okay. Right. Because most people would, especially living in London, would never have one bad experience with the Pakistanis yeah, yeah. cars. Right. <laughs> I've just it's just bad luck. Right. So it's it's happened. But so such is life. So these these guys call me up, and I can tell it's like when the guy's talking, I'm like, right, you're a Pakistani from Manchester. Okay. Okay. Fine. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna come down. Just give me the address, and then he goes straight away. Goes, would you take two and a half grand less than asking price? I was like, no, I will not. <laughs> I had my bottom line and I goes to him. I said to him, look, obviously, I know you're coming down from Manchester. You don't want to waste your trip. I'll tell you my bottom number. Told him my bottom number. He goes, all right, would you, would you do 500 less? <laughs> I said, no, because that was my bottom number. Yeah. When I said it's my bottom number, <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. I goes, I goes, look, you can ask for whatever you want. Videos, pictures, I'll, I'll take nude selfies, bro. Whatever you want, you can get it, right? Just don't come down and go, oh, I didn't know this. I'm going to try and lowball you. Yeah. I'm not knocking a penny off the car. Yeah. Yeah. So he asked for pictures of X, Y, Z. I sent him all the pictures. Right. When they came, they noticed something that they didn't notice in the pictures. And it was a small alignment issue with the back bumper. And I'm talking two or three mil then. Okay. Yeah. Minor. Yeah. Minor. No one would notice this. Obviously, they're car traders. They notice everything. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you must have had the back bumper off this at some point. 
obviously I'm lying now, yeah? So I'm like, nah, I don't know, bro. I actually <laughs> noticed that when I bought the car, I think there was a problem with one of the sensors, so they had to take it off. Right. I said to him, look, I'll be honest, I happen to know it only takes five minutes to take the back bumper off. If you want to, I will take the back bumper off and I'll show you there's no accident damage. Yeah. He goes, nah, nah, it's fine. It's just an alignment thing. I'll tell the guy who wants to buy it. Called the guy. The guy said, all right. He goes, uh, he asked the, the trader how much would it cost for them to sort out the alignment. Yeah, yeah. He said about 200 quid. So he turns to me and said, all right, you knock 200 pound off the price. Yeah. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> he was like, what? But there's an issue with the bump. I said, listen, I told you before, I don't give a shit. I'm not selling this car for a penny less than what I've asked yeah, for it. Yeah. So you can go back up to Manchester empty-handed. Yeah. I really don't care. Yeah. He was like, rah. So he told the guy buying, he's like, mate, this guy ain't budging the price. They agreed to buy the car. So it was nice. good. Yeah, yeah. But then I had to go and get the plates changed because I still had my private oh, reg on it. yeah. Because I wasn't going to take it off just in case. Yeah, anything fell through. Yeah. Yeah, of course. So that was, that was dramas. How long does that take to do? How do you, how do, you do all of that? The, the reg thing, you just go onto the government website. Right. Put in all the details of your car or whatever, yeah. and it's instant. It tells you okay. like straight away you can take this reg off. Okay. The only thing is I had to go to, I'm going to give a little shout out to my local car parts place. It's ABC Auto Factors in Taplow. They're like a family run business. They've been there years. And I've been going there buying parts since I was like 12, 13. Like my dad would send me down there to buy parts and stuff or pick up parts. So those guys know me very well. As a result... I didn't have any of the documents that I was supposed to have right. because they know me and I've been there before to get license plates. Yeah. They sorted me out. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I did that and to make matters even more chaotic, um, I need, like, I knew I was going to replace the car. Um, my wife decided to call the garage that I was getting the newer car from. Shout out to Dave, by the way. Man like Dave. Man like Dave. If Obviously, if you guys are regular listeners, you remember... Dave came on and spoke about the car industry. Yeah. Um, and on that podcast, he actually said, I hate it when friends send me messages of cars and I respond saying, I think it's a lemon. And their response is that they've already bought it. Yeah. So I thought, I'm not going to do that. Right. And even though generally I know about cars, I'm still going to send it out, Dave. Send it to Dave. Send all the details yeah, to him. Yeah. Out of respect. Yeah. Man's got knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Let's, just, let's just use some of the knowledge. He messages back, is that definitely the car you want? I say, yeah. He said, all right, I know the sales manager at that garage. I'll sort you out. Sort me out 500 pound off the car. I was like, yes. Nice. Very nice. Do you know what would have been jokes? Go on. If the guy, if the person there said, nope, I'm not budging. That's my bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) Calm as a a mother. Um, But get this. So so I said to the guy, look, being cheeky. I said, look, I'll come pick it up. Just make sure it's got a full tank of fuel in there for me, yeah? Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. I'll send you over the invoice. So he sends me over the invoice and he's charged me for the fuel, but he's deducted it off the price of the car. Okay. So it's still the same amount, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah. he's had to put, he's had to obviously put on the invoice that sure. he charged me for the fuel. Yeah. I was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So get there, do all the paperwork. He brings the car around. At this point, I already own the car, right? It's all done. It's been paid for. He brings the car around. I sit in the car and it's got less than a quarter of a tank of fuel in it. Oh, shit. So I turn to, I turn to the, the I don't want to put the guy on blast, but I turn to him and I'm like, my man, what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, and he was like shocked because up until that point, I'd been quite polite and courteous. Yeah. I went there with my phone voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, good afternoon. I'm looking at purchasing a new vehicle. <laughs> and then I turned to him. I was like, oh, excuse me, sir. He's like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He's like, what? I said, you got less than a quarter of a tank and you had the nerve to charge me for it. Yeah. He goes, no, no, no. I said, mate, you're trying to play me for a mug. He goes, look, I'll take you to the petrol station. We'll put, 
put fuel in that. So I'll be honest, I ain't got the time. I need to go to work. So I'll tell you what you can do though. He said, what's that? Because you know those cleaning bags you give out with the new cars? He's like, what? I goes, don't, don't play me. I know, I'm by Beamers. I know. Go get me one of those bags right now. <laughs> what are they? What's that? So um, when you buy a, a BMW, yeah. sometimes they'll, they'll as, a, as their way of trying to sweeten the deal a little bit, it's a nothing thing. They'll give you an autoglime cleaning bag. So autoglime's not cheap. Like to get a bottle of their glass cleaner is ten pounds, right? And it'll have five or six bottles of their product, like aloe wheel cleaner, wax polish, whatever, a few microfiber towels, this, that, the other. It's worth about fifty, sixty quid. Okay. So I was like, uh, "You're gonna give me a cleaning bag, isn't it?" He's like, "What? What do you mean? I said, don't blame me, bruv. I know you got them cleaning bags." He's like, "I, I don't have one." I said, "Go get one." <laughs> I was like, That's proper serious. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll go get you one then. <laughs> I turned ghetto on him quick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he brought me out the cleaning bag. I was like, all right, nice. safe. I'll see you. Peace. Fair play, it. fair play. So, yeah. So, what did it, you get? I got a two series Grand Tourer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've it's got the same one you mentioned. It's an ugly car, man. Yeah. And it's weird because. It's my, a seven seater. It is, yeah. barely. When you got the seven seats up, there is no zero boot. boot. Right. Zero boot. Now, in the yeah. Q7 had like a, a VW golf sized boot right. with the seven seats up. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's weird because the Q seven was a three litre and it was so much quieter than this and this is only two litre. The sound insulation in the engine bay yeah. is just not as good. Yeah. But then it's half the price of the car. Like I've I've now got some cash. You know, I've I, I took some equity out so I wasn't tying up in cars and stuff. Yeah, so that yeah. was that was the okay. main reason and obviously it just it just didn't make sense. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't really let anyone else drive the car because every time I, I so I cleaned my cars myself and every time I was cleaning it I was noticing dinks and scratches right. and yeah. I said you know what? no one's driving this car now yeah that's it and then it just it's like well we don't now have two cars yeah so, yeah yeah so yes yeah, so that was that was a bit drama other than that man it's, uh, I've been alright I actually met the uh, I met the mayor of London yesterday not the mayor of London I'm chatting shit oh I was gonna say it wasn't the mayor oh. of London and I'm not gonna say which mayor it was because I had an interesting conversation with him. And he divulged some of his political opinions. Okay. Um, and he was basically, we, we were talking a little bit about... Can you say what town he represents? If I say what town he represents, <laughs> I'll, I'll be giving away who he is. Uh, so yeah, basically I met this guy, Mayor, and um, we were talking about the uh, the Liberal Democrats and how they've come out with this thing saying... Come if, out swinging. If they get voted in, they'll just scrap the, the whole Brexit yeah, thing completely. Yeah. And uh, any of our followers on Instagram, by the way, followers on Instagram, <laughs> uh, we'll see, I posted a headline of an article with that, with the caption, anyone remember who also promised to scrap tuition fees and fucking tripled uh, them? Yeah. Um, and this guy was like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I'm, I know Liberal Democrat uh, MPs who went campaigning saying we were going to scrap tuition fees and then they were calling up their, their member of parliament or whatever, or the... Um, representative saying look do not vote in favor of this just abstain right but those those mps that voted in favor of it wanted to be ministers so they were like they sold out their own party for their yeah, own career yeah. and i was listening to it like oh it's that bad that you guys are just obviously aware of it yeah and it's like it 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 almost seemed like you know like you have a normal job and you know someone's a suck up and everyone knows it and it's so blatant and they they're just assholes to work with. Yeah, yeah. And it just seemed like that. And I was like, man, you guys are supposed to be running the country and you don't even have another level above our normal everyday bullshit. You have the same bullshit. Like, That's really disappointing. Yeah. yeah. So it was... Talking about uh, leaders and uh, 
all that sort of stuff from people running the country. You heard about this Justin Trudeau stuff. Yeah, it's a bit... So, so the whole blackface thing, brown face or whatever other colour face he decided to do. So, Did, have literally, you seen the picture? I've seen the picture, but cat's the joke. So it started off with one, then two came out. Today, a third one came out. Obviously, he apologised uh, before. So it's now come out that he said, Justin Trudeau cannot say how often he wore blackface. I was like, this guy, he should have got in front of this. If he knew it was that bad, he should have got in front of it after the first one and like put apology. Just they're just gonna keep leaking now. I think that's not because they're in a they're in a uh, they're in the campaigning thing, isn't right, they? right, right, right. Campaigning season, and he's loved generally. He is, yeah, yeah. He's a much loved guy. Yeah, I do. I'm a bit conflicted with it, right? Because on one hand, I'm like, you know what? This was like 20 years ago or yeah. something, yeah? So he was a, a young guy at this point. And oftentimes, young guys in those circles, even we can look at Prince Harry dressing up like an idiot Nazi, you know, they, they're not in touch with really like common normalities that we would follow. They're a little bit out of touch from it. Do you know what? I would go as far as saying, and this isn't to defend anyone, but I would go as far as saying that it's not even necessary to, to say they're not in touch. Sometimes when you have the opportunity, you're with a group of friends, it's a private occasion, everyone in that room knows you. I'm not saying this is it. Everyone in that room knows you. You can take the piss, you can be controversial, you can do something to stand out in your crowd and be, you know what I mean? So everyone's yeah, yeah. kind of, And I've seen people do that, like a friend of mine, um, who you know, I won't mention their names. When the um, whole Catholic priest, you know, there was a couple of things coming yeah, out. Yeah. What he, he made an outfit of, a a priest with a young boy attached to him. Nah. That is, that is dick level, basically. <laughs> sort of made out of paper mache. Okay. Was oh, a, do you know what? And do you know what? He was out, he was out for very, a very short time and people took offence um, and then he didn't... Do, no, I think it was even at his, like a couple of people who came because he would always have pre-drinks at his and a couple of people kind of thing, they took a bit of offence and they said, oh... I wouldn't go out of that sort of thing. So anyway, he didn't and he changed. But that's not, do you know what I mean? That's not to say he's insensitive to, yeah. what's it called? I, I, the thing is, but at the same time, if that did get out, if a public picture got out, I would expect him to get fired. Do you know what I mean? I would expect there to be repercussions. So I think a lot of times it's down to that, like there's dumb things I've done that if, and again, I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just trying to, from like the context of it, like it's, it's, it's for me, it's one of those things you're gonna do stupid shit. If you get caught, you get caught, you, you suffer the consequences. If you yeah. don't, it doesn't sometimes it does end up just being an inside joke. Um, that friends giggle at, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but um, the fact that he's now had to come out and say, I don't know how many times I've done this <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. a bit bait. The, my thought process on it. As I was saying, it was like, you know, in that they're a bit short, whatever. And I thought, do you know what? And when you're young, you do stupid shit. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But do you know what also came into my head? I never once had a stupid idea like that. Like, I never once went, yeah, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll blackface it. I'll blackface yeah. it. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go as Eddie Murphy. Yeah. I never once had that thought. Like, this is... And I don't know... This is the thing as well with that, because I've heard a lot of people say, it's like, ultimately, if you need to change the colour of your skin to be recognised. Your outfit is shit. I saw it out. <laughs> You're Aladdin. His clothes are iconic. You yeah, do yeah. not need to change the colour of your skin. Very true. 
if you would be in um, if he's Eddie Murphy, a, if he's wearing a turban, right? Yeah, he shouldn't need to wear the change the colour of his exactly. Skin, yeah. um, it's as if someone's going as Michael Jackson or Prince, like their clothes are iconic enough. I'd like, wig it though. You would a, wear a wig. If yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. but there's it's it's almost like every I, black person you would want to imitate. You don't need yeah. to change the colour of your skin. Especially to do it. if I want to like, go as Michael Jackson or Prince, they're both light skinned as hell anyway. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I could go but they're, 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 they've got iconic. They're, they're, in fact, you're gonna reckon you're only gonna recognise them by the clothes. Mm. If, otherwise, you're just a black dude. <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're the guy Fair. who was at the bus stop. Fair. It's only by the clothes you're recognising them. Do you know? What? I've come to think of it. There's only what there's one black guy that I know for certain. You can't you can't really unless you're like one in a billion people. Shaq. How are you going to go as Shaq? That's true. You, you need, need to be seven down foot be tall. Seven. Or you could wear his, you could wear his uh, um, Orlando Magic thing. But then it kind of, it's a bit of a giveaway because it says Shaq on the back. Yeah. But yeah, even again, you, you'd probably have a, um, I mean, if you're going to do a good Shaq, in fact, no, you would have to have his, 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 his thing on, wouldn't you? Yeah, but if you you're wearing have his, to have his, outfit, his so, so here's the thing, right? You'd wear his uniform. Yeah. Someone would have to see Shaq on the back. Yeah. To actually know that, yep, yeah, that is that is Shaq, and that that still makes it a shit outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because someone would have to look for the name of the person that you're. Yeah. It needs to be definitive. You just, I could never, I could never do Shaq. You could never do Shaq. Yeah. Just yeah, can't be done. Yeah, yeah, can't be done. Yeah. You ain't tall enough. You're bald enough. That's yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? Speaking of which, right? This is so great. So I was listening to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson yeah, yeah. on the JRE show. Yeah. And he, is this new one he's on there? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, a recent one. He's, he's pushing okay. his new book. Okay. I might, uh, might check that out. I like him. Do you know what? There's, there's another one. I'll tell you the name. The, the, the Neil deGrasse Tyson one was all right. There was another episode, and I'm not trying to promote the JRE podcast. It doesn't need it. In fact, I think he should be promoting us, if anything. But there was... Um, there was another episode he had recently with, I'll try and get the guy's name, but it was basically talking about aging, like human aging. Okay. Uh, the guy's name was, I think it was David Sinclair. I'm pretty sure it was David Sinclair, not 100%. But anyway, he was talking about um, uh, aging and how they can they can reverse human aging. That one got me. It was okay. It was very, very interesting. But going back to the Neil deGrasse Tyson one. I'm going to have to check that out. So I'm, I'm driving. It's early in the morning. And listening to this episode. And he goes... Obviously, he's he's a very smart guy. And he goes... He's using this example. He goes, it's like, for example, uh, male pattern baldness. Right? Yeah. If you get through your mid-20s into your 30s and you haven't lost your hair, most likely you're going to keep your hair for the rest of your life. Right. But you won't go bald. Right? Now, when he said that, I literally, like, celebrated a goal. <laughs> I was like, fucking yes! That's me! I've made it! I'm good! I ain't going bald! Because my hairline has gone back since I was in my 20s, yeah. right? And it was like, it's one of those things that I've just, I just accepted. I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go bald. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. And when it gets to a certain point, I'm going to fuck about and try and be an idiot and try and hide it. I'm just going to shave my damn head. Yeah, yeah. Which, for me, is not going to be a good look. Number one, I don't have a very good shape head, right? <laughs> I'm not going to be a scalp model, right? That's for damn sure. Yeah. And number two, I actually have a very distinct birthmark on the back of my head where I've never had any hair growth. Okay. And I've got a couple of scars. 
So it'll be like you see all this stubble and then this nice smooth little patch. <laughs> and when I say little, it's about two inches in diameter, so it's quite obvious. Yeah. Which is why I've never had short haircuts because I have to like keep it covered. Yeah. yeah. I use it as like um uh, on the few occasions that I've had a cut too short and people notice it. They're like, oh, what happened to your head? And I go, oh, basically I got shot. <laughs> go, what? I go, yeah, the bullet got lodged as well. It was a mad thing. And then the way I say it, they're like oh my god that's insane and I'm like yeah do you know what else would be insane they're like what if it actually happened <laughs> so yeah so I go on that but um, but yeah I literally I was like celebrating a victory for about 10 seconds and then I went <laughs> you didn't shed a tear did you no 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 but then do you know what I did I went hold on he's a fucking physicist yeah he don't know shit he's not a, he's not a geneticist okay. he's not a trichologist okay. yeah. it's not his field of expertise yeah. he's making a generalisation probably with very little knowledge it's like a it's like one of those things that you just take a, a, a bat and swing for it and if yeah, you hit yeah. you hit i was like oh fuck i'm probably still going bald <laughs> so what was this what was this uh reverse aging thing um so basically they found out that uh there's something called your it's called the horovath clock right and it's inside it's like encoded into your dna and there's part of your dna that they can kind of read it and right. they can read this clock and just by looking at cells, they can tell how old the person or the animal is that the cell comes from. Why? Right, okay. Just by looking at this, like wow. this part of the DNA code or whatever it is. And they've found out a way to manipulate, like not manipulate it, but there's certain things that happen throughout the aging process. Yeah. And they've found out ways that you can reverse it. It was really long. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd butch the hell out of it. It's interesting though, because... On one hand, scientists and stuff will say the world's overpopulated, mm. there's all this kind of stuff, but they're really like all this kind of, uh, the, the, like the, the aging population is an issue, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But then they're really, there's also a lot of um, research into, and I guess humans have always been obsessed with it, that sort of prolonging life, like the fountain of youth kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite interesting the way there's these, this kind of contradiction in science. Um, but I'm fascinated over things like that. As soon as I hear something, like, I started drinking coffee recently because I heard something, like, about it basically, potentially, yeah. some weird thing in it, I don't know, potentially can help prolong your life and things like that. Yeah. Not to not to stereotype though, then, but you know, black don't crack, right? So you're good, and, and especially like if you look around your family genetically, yeah, yeah, the the older people in your family look quite young. Yeah, yeah, they do. So you don't they need do. to stress too much, bro. The older people in my family are dead. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, like, there's there's for me, I I'm more like I wanna I'm intrigued about like being a sort of technology geek. I just want to stay around just so I can see how see this shit evolves. On. I want to be here when the when the when the robots take over. Okay, but do you, do you want to outlive your daughter? Yeah, see, there's one. That's right? interesting. Don't, generally, I wouldn't yeah, want to do it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's one of those things like. You could, if you let's say, for example, let's take it to to the extreme. If you could live forever. Yeah. It kind of takes away a lot of motivation. Yeah. Because you can always put it off. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this this finite length of time that we've got yeah. pushes us to go, you know, I want to make the most of what I've got now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's knowing that you only live once or that you only live for so long that pushes you to do things out of your comfort zone. You use that as motivation. So if you get rid of that, you get rid of that motivation and then suddenly you're you're faced with this, you know, being idle. Yeah. Um, reminds me of that movie, In Time. 
that's a yeah I, do you know what it got slated but I quite like the concept of it and I really like I like that film yeah I, I thought like he it. did I think I think even Timberlake did a fairly decent job acting in it it was it was alright yeah. film yeah, hashtag that's like my it. throwback <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah but do you know what? talking talking about death aging whatever something else that happened recently is a little personal personal thing from me yeah so uh it would have been my mum's 59th birthday yesterday. My mum would have been 59. Okay. Uh, but she passed away five years ago. So she only lived to 54. She's quite a young young yeah, age to yeah, go. Yes. Um, the, um, do you know what? It's weird. Like, I'm always, like when, when I talk about, when someone says, oh, you know, is it? I say, yeah. oh, my mum passed away. And they're like, oh, so sorry. I'm like, oh, it's all right. It's cool. I was I, I knew many years before my mum passed that she was she wasn't going to live right. to her yeah. old age yeah um, and uh, and yeah so I was like when it actually did happen I would say to oh look I'm really sorry I've got to change this because this happened and I was quite clinical about the way I was behaving right and people were kind of thrown off by it they're like dude your mum just died like you're right yeah I was like yeah it's cool like it's fine don't worry because I'd already got over it years yeah, before it even happened process sort of, yeah. um, but anyway the, the bit that did get me was that unfortunately due to some internal family politics my mum didn't have a headstone oh, shit. and um, it got to the point that someone had to be blackmailed in order to, to make a headstone like happen like, yeah. we had to, to, to get the documents that we needed to order the headstone um, and that happened over a year ago because when my sister passed away, yeah. we had this very nice headstone. Yep. Whatever it, it took a, a while to get it, because the the marble that was used or granite that was used, I think it was granite, was brought from India, right. taken to Scotland, engraved in Scotland, and then brought down here. Right. And um, we wanted my mum's head because it's not actually a headstone; it's like a plaque because they're buried in the same place. Uh, we wanted my mum's plaque to be matching, so it looked like it was all right. One yeah. Thing. Yeah. And it took a year for that to arrive. Wow. And it arrived last week. So I didn't often go yeah. to my mum's gravesite because I kind of felt it was quite disgraceful that we still hadn't done that. Right. And I almost felt like I was like insulting the memory of my mother to be comfortable enough to just go there and look at a right. pile of dirt. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was for me, it was a nice moment just to go see that my mum had a headstone. Yeah. See that it was all done. Yeah finished I was like oh, it's good it's good yeah. quite happy um, yeah it was a it was a weird weird moment and, and funnily enough well, it's not funny but a friend and someone else that we know passed away uh, at the end of last year and weirdly enough they're buried like 12 feet away oh wow and obviously if you're in Slough Crematorium you know yeah. that place is rammed it yeah, happened yeah. to be that this person bought their plot years ago wow. they bought it within a year of my sister passing which is why they're like 12 feet away and the there's a it's a little bit generic but there's a poem on my mum's headstone the first part of it's on my sister's headstone and the last part of it's on my mum's and I didn't realise until I walked over to our friend's headstone that they have the same last part of the same poem on their headstone oh wow I was like oh shit so yeah it was a nice thing yeah but yeah I digress no well on the same topic um, I had to well I didn't have to I went up on um, Sunday my brother's uh, anniversary was last week um, in the week so I went up on Sunday uh, I normally spend quite a lot of time and then every, like a lot of people are there and you can catch up and old friends and stuff but um, and he was there about 20 minutes and then just went for a meal with one of his friends 
Um, but it's a really interesting thing because like kind of in my family, the people who are most affected by the passing of my brother, like I kind of am support, Not that's not the right word, but like I'm the one who kind of be, is, is like being strong for them all the time. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So in a way it's like, when I need to, like whenever any, like whenever I feel down about anything, like I don't necessarily have anyone to go to. So the guy who I went out with is my, well, is my brother's um, friend, but, but there was a lot of confusion, like a lot of crazy stuff that happened at the time. And he was, he was there, nothing to do with like, he wasn't obviously anything to do with what happened. Um, but for whatever reason, um, I think whether it was, you know, like people withholding information from the police, that's just sort of road code. We don't speak to the police silliness. There was some, some weird things that went on. Yeah. So a lot of people like, so my family don't speak to him. Right. Um, but for me, he's like someone who I can go and speak to. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, and we kind of thing. So it's quite weird because I've almost done that every year. So it's been, I think this is the sixth year. And we've almost done that every year where we've just kind of met up and then literally we we just do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. we'll just talk about things or so even just getting on with life go went for me so it was quite nice it was quite nice again yeah. but yeah it's, it's it's um you know what you're saying about being the the strong one yeah so i have I have the same like mindset yeah, yeah. Like when my mum passed yeah i didn't cry yeah. And like I was in the room when she passed, right? Right. And I walked out, my brother and sister there, sobbing their eyes out. Both of them had quit smoking and both of them were sitting there with fags in their mouth. Right, yeah. And I was like, it's all right, guys. Now, um, and then my mum's funeral, uh, we, we like, I wrote a poem for my mum. My sister tried to read it, she couldn't read it, she couldn't hold it together. And I, so I read the rest yeah, of it and stuff. Yeah, that happened with me as well, yeah. And, um, and yeah, like, Again, like the, it was a bit weird because people were like, "Are you sure you're okay?" You're all yeah. Right. I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And then I was thinking to myself, "Is it necessarily that I have to be that way, or is it some like male bravado thing that I'm putting it on myself that I need to be that way, and convincing myself that that is actually the case? Maybe I'm maybe I'm playing tricks on myself." Yeah. But then I'm like, after I think that, I'm like, "Nah, nah, fuck that. It needs to be done. Someone needs to hold it down." I think that's what it is. Like for me, because I've people have said similar things to me, like, "Oh, you're not coping with it and things like that." But in for me, I kind of feel the same. I feel like someone has to hold it down. Like mm. someone needs to do something. Someone needs to, do you know what I mean? Like someone needs to, I don't want to say the word step up. Yeah. But someone needs to take responsibility and, and try and help and just keep things together. There still needs to be like some sense of, continu- do you know what I mean? Continuation, like things can't, things that are are, are, are are whole can't do you know what I mean it's like one it's it's one not to make it that sounds wrong but you haven't even there's said a, it yet there's a, there's a there's a tragedy <laughs> yeah that's gonna have repercussions in terms of how people are feeling you don't want it to have further repercussions where it starts affecting other things do you know what I mean um, but even just in terms of being support for people like if, you know it was even like my mum obviously from my mum's point like how hard it was for my mum 
it was, and you know, she she wanted to get away from it all for a bit, and it was like, cool, trust her, you know, help her go on holiday and things like that. But um, yeah, it's 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 uh, a friend of mine. Even the other day, he turned around and said, um, "Yeah, well, I didn't think you coped with it very well, but I think that lately you've been like, you've you've been a lot like a lot better." I I don't I didn't see it personally. Yeah, and I think it's also quite easy for people to put their expectations on you like what they expect like oh shit if i went through that i'd be like this and because they don't see you doing that yeah they think there's something wrong or you're not expressing your feelings or you're not do you know what i mean yeah um but to be honest i mean uh i actually remember that day i actually saw some of your family on that day yeah i won't say obviously you know who yeah yeah um and um and I saw you very soon after and I actually thought you were holding your shit together pretty well. Yeah. But then maybe that's because we have a similar mindset to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everyone else, and rightly so, man, like yeah. whenever someone passes and they're young, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. you know, it's, it is never, it's never an easy time to go through. Yeah. I mean, it's like we have that, a little bit like that in common because my sister was only 20, 21 22 when she passed away yeah and that wasn't like it wasn't a a straight clear cut oh this is what happened and everyone knows and it's all you know i almost feel like in those situations it would be better if someone got sick and then they died right yeah and that way people have like even if it's just a day to go okay this is happening it's real this this is you know we've been told it's gonna happen it's done yeah right when there's like an element of not knowing how or why it makes it a lot harder to deal with yeah yeah in general yeah um and you need to be a very certain like specific kind of person to be able to put that to one side which i think if you're going to be the person that steps up you kind of need to yeah yeah um and i've had it in my like in my family where someone passed away and i was sitting with that that person's sons and they were talking about having to sell stuff to pay for the funeral because okay. they didn't have the money to pay for the funeral. Yeah. And I was like, okay, guys, really simple. I'll pay for it. Okay. And I was just fortunate that I had the, the money at the time. Yeah. I wasn't like trying to be, oh, yeah, I'm a big man, whatever. I was yeah. like, listen, we all love the, I'll pay, I'll just pay for it. And then if you guys want to pay me back, that's fine. Yeah. It's no big deal. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. We're all family. And they were like, no, 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 we're her sons. We're supposed to pay for it. And I, and I was just sitting there in my head like the person that I'm talking they, they weren't young yeah. they, they they had cancer for for a while right and they like you must know like if someone gets cancer in their 60s there's a good chance it's not going to end well yeah it's, a good, it's not always the case but it's a good chance especially in this particular um, person they'd had cancer before right okay. in their in their like 30s or 40s so I like as soon as I found out I was driving up to Scotland two times a week I was very close to this person um, and uh, and yeah I just thought it was weird that you could know that your mum's going to pass away and not have put money to one side to pay for it yeah funeral. yeah yeah and fortunately yeah. for them their mum had already paid for for her own funeral okay and they, did, they didn't know about it at the time yeah. they went to like luckily it's weird as well because luckily they're from a very small town our phone numbers are only three digits long that's how small the town oh, wow. is and they went to the the funeral director and said, look, we need to get this out. And they went, yeah, yeah, I know she's already paid for it. If they'd have gone to a different funeral director, which I think there was two in that town, 
they did just had to pay for it and their funeral director had been none the wiser. Wow. Um, so yeah, I, it's weird to 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 think that you can be considered callous for not for not crying, yeah. for not sobbing, yeah. Um, and and it almost feels like when when it's happened to me in the past because again, like I'm always like that when something happens, I'm like, look, you guys are all falling to shit. Someone needs to like yeah. remain calm yeah. as possible, and I can hold my my stuff together. I deal with it on my whatever. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to help you guys, trying to support you guys, and you guys are cussing me out because I'm not doing the same thing yeah, as you. They're yeah. not. No one cusses really, but it's just it's they're shocked that you're not responding the same way as they are or following like the social norms. Yeah. And I'm sure there's countries in the world where if someone passes away, this they don't sit around crying. And even like in Scottish culture, if you get to a certain age and you pass away, we go out and have a proper piss up and celebrate your life. And yeah, there might be at the end of the night a few people sobbing about how much they're going to miss you. But generally it's like, you know, this guy or this woman, they were amazing while they were here. Yeah, it's sad to see them yeah, go, but yeah. come on now, let's think about yeah. all the good times we had. Yeah. I mean, in my circles, like, don't get me wrong, like, there's plenty of times. Um, I remember driving literally like, all the way home from Leicester. I was literally crying. Like there was plenty of times when I was by myself. But when I it, I walk into a room and I see my mum and I see my sister, and they're crying, the first thing like I go into a mode of right. How can I assist? Like it's like this ain't my time to cry now. I've yeah. got to ensure people are okay. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if my sister's taking time off work, it's like okay. Or are they giving a holiday pay? Do you know what I mean? Even these little kind of things, I'm, I'm, she's still going to have bills. Are they giving a holiday pay? Da, 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 da. Okay, well, I need to lend her a bit of money so she can afford to take time off. And Do you know what I mean? It was, mm. It's weird how... Well, I don't know if it is weird, but that's how my mind's like. So it's like, right, what about my mum? You know, making sure she's okay. Okay, obviously she's going to take time off. She wants to go and get away from it for a bit. Okay, where can she go on holiday? This, that, da, da, everything else. Um, how's my sister who lives in South London how's she going to get up here she's got like four kids well didn't at the time have four kids but she's got um, four kids how's she going to be you know in mm. terms of and just, just 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 sort of arranging stuff and then plenty of times when I was by myself um, yeah I remember even I was in funnily enough we were talking about Sweden I was on the way back from Stockholm with friends but we were sat in different areas like I jumped on the trip late because it was quite it was quite soon after so I was maybe 15 rows in front of them and I think literally the whole flight home, I was just pretty much sobbing. Just had my headphones in listening to music. And so, oh, damn. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But whenever I, whenever I needed to do, it was almost like, it was almost like when I'm on the plane, there's nothing else I can do. It's yeah. almost, do you know what I mean? When I'm You're driving. forced to address it. Yeah. When I'm driving, there's nothing else I can, like I'm going from point A to B. My objection is, is met so I can do what I'm doing and, do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. when I'm at work and I need to do stuff, yeah, like I, I still needed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I needed to do that. And even maybe I don't know. Maybe even the, the distraction and stuff helped a bit. But very similar. Like for at the funeral, me, my sister, my cousin. Um, I think it's another. I think there's four of us, and the same. Like we all had. We're reading something like, and um like where they couldn't finish it I do you know what I mean like carried and then read it to the end basically but um, 
but yeah it's it's uh yeah it's 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 an interesting thing we normally celebrate on his birthday which is in february and obviously the the, the passing which is first half of uh september which has just gone so but it's um yeah it's, it's a weird thing you know my sister's birthday was in february she passed away in oh, october really? weird close yeah, coincidence yeah. but um yeah it's the, I think the thing for me like even even when my sister passed away again like I didn't cry and it was do you know what, I'll be honest it was fucked up the way like I even found out about it mm. uh, I, I got I was getting dropped home uh, by Big Nick shout out to people who know Big Nick yeah he's a legend of a man um, dropped me home from training many a time didn't ask for no money for fuel nothing he just had my back since day anyways police car outside my house there was often police cars outside my house <laughs> so it didn't bother me at all I was like, alright standard feds are here I wonder if it's Mike or Tony <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I walk in and my dad and my dad opens the front well I knock the door my dad opens the front door and he goes right get upstairs now your sister's dead what? yeah bro that's how I found out and you know what I was walking upstairs thinking which sister I've got two sisters and I was like in the 14 steps to get from the from the landing to my to my room I'm wondering which sister's passed away and then I'm already like running through oh if it's this sister it's this sister and I'm thinking I'm feeling guilty either way for like having any kind of relief that it is or isn't one of the other right yeah and it was just it just fucked me up I, and I walked in I saw my the younger of my two older sisters and I kind of I was relieved but then not relieved and it was just yeah and, and that that just like threw me off guard so I was sitting there confused for like 10 yeah. minutes just going what did I just run through and then I was like oh man you're a prick why would you tell me like that yeah yeah obviously that. like my, my dad was never like socially aware mm. and even to this day he's quite socially awkward um, but yeah like, there's there's certain things like, and it's weird because I was talking to someone about this recently, but um, obviously people handle things differently. Like, yeah. like I was, I was relatively like somber. I was, I, I didn't talk that much. I was just like, all right, let's, you know, get get through this. The one thing that that messed me up though was my one of my uncles, one of my dad's brothers. Yeah. So uh, my dad's the oldest of four. He's got one younger brother and he's got twins that are like maybe. 10, 15 years younger than him. And one of them I idolised. He was the reason why I took up martial arts. Okay. He, he like, when I was a kid, he, he showed me how to do like a hip throw. Yeah. And then he like flipped over me to make it seem as if I'd done it. And that was me caught. I was like, yes, I want to do this. And, uh, and I, I used to, I used to like worship the ground he walked on. And I, I always thought, oh, when I grow up, I want to be like him. Does it? And even to the to the point like I'd see him out and girls would be checking him out all the time, and he was so casual about it like he didn't acknowledge it. I was yeah. Like, I was like, Uncle, all these girls keep checking <laughs> you out. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. He was supposed to come to my sister's funeral. He turned his phone off and just didn't turn up. Like it's not that he sure. didn't turn up. It's a six hundred mile drive. Yeah, to get from off like where he lives. Yeah. To get down, maybe less. I don't know, but um. But yeah, so he he told everyone he's coming and then just turned his phone off on the day. And his twin brother turned up. He just didn't turn up. Shit. And I was just like, from that day on, I was like, right, you're yeah. you're pretty much not related to me as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. How can you not turn up to your to your niece's funeral? It's stupid. 
Um, and that was the only thing that really like emotionally fucked with me. Yeah. On the top, because I was like, hang on, hang on. You're supposed to be the man. Mm. Like, I want to be you. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't turn up to his own niece's funeral. Man. The fuck is that? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, that messed with me a little bit. That's kind of why I don't speak to my older brother. Because um, he didn't, it wasn't even the fact that he didn't go to the funeral itself. It was just like any opportunity afterwards to go up and pay his respects he hadn't done. Uh, so, okay, okay. I just said, when you do speak to me then, like, until you do that, I ain't got time for you. Yeah, it's difficult, man. And that, like, to be honest, even um, like, I, obviously, it's weird. Like, you don't chat to your family about, like, you just don't have certain conversations. But, yeah, like, yeah. I rate my sister because when my mum passed away, my sister was a wreck, but she was still on it enough. Like, I went and picked up my mum's um, like, there's a certificate you get from the hospital before you then go and get the death certificate. I went and picked that up in the morning, and then. I was like, right, we need to sort out, obviously paying for the funeral, organising and stuff. And I I was like going around certain places and literally in, in an afternoon, she's like, don't worry, I've already sorted it. Um, and I, I wasn't expecting that from her at all, especially because mm. I knew like emotionally she was, she, you know, her mum had just passed away. She was, she was a mess. But she was still focused enough to say, right, I want to make sure I do the right thing for my mum to get through this. I never actually said to my, like said to her, I'm like impressed with how you deal dealt with it because it's not the kind of thing you say isn't it yeah yeah you go oh yeah, yeah you did you, you know you handle stuff really well when mum died so yeah. well done yeah it's like you sound like a dickhead if, yeah. you, if you actually say it but you know I was uh, I was taken aback a little bit by it but yeah anyway it's turned like not depressing but, but maybe <laughs> depressing for anyone that's listening a bit, bit sombre I think the word he is but, yeah, uh, yeah but yeah moving on moving on Brexit bruv Brexit. Oh, let's go back to Brexit. Let's go on to Brexit. I don't know if that's more. Yeah, Brexit's been it's, interesting. It's still fucking depressing. Really. It is. So, so I gotta say, right? I've, I've, I'm quite a fan of, and this is gonna probably upset a few people, because there's a lot. Of, so a lot of people just hate the Tories, right? They don't. They're not listening to policy. It's just our oh, Tories, fm. But I quite like David Cameron. I thought he was quite moderate. I thought he was very... In fact, I was listening to an interview today, uh, some commentary on his interview done, he done, and they were referring to him. They were saying, yeah, when he was in charge, it was more like... Um, uh, so He was like... What do they call it? Social... Justice warrior? No, like social liberal or something like that. He was like okay. more like a social liberal. Okay. Rather than a traditional Tory. He was, he was a bit more Obama-like. Yeah, yeah, he was very, he was a lot more like for me. So as you said, I think Tony Blair, Obama, yeah. and David Cameron were all very. Um, they they were they, there's similarities in terms of how they approach stuff, how like, they carried themselves publicly, how they carried themselves, but also like they they were never like I'm I'm on the right. These are my principles. It was almost like okay, these are my principles. I'm on the right. I see the rest of you like that. Let's find some sort of middle ground. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which I quite like that approach. Anyway, um, he's, he's come out criticising Boris and Michael Gove and some of the Brexiteers and such, isn't he? Which has been interesting. Mm. Um, and he's, I think Michael Gove, who he said had all, he had always considered a good friend, but he almost didn't recognise him during the Brexit campaign. So there was some quite stinging stuff that was said. But he's also promoting a book, so... Yeah, yeah. I, 
I do feel like you should take that stuff with a pinch of salt. I also lost all respect I could ever have for David Cameron, where he came to the British people and said, look, we're kind of getting shafted a little bit yeah. in this EU thing. He spoke like this, so, yeah. So I'm going to go and try and get a better deal. Yeah. Um, and if I fail to get a better deal, we'll probably have a referendum just because I want to put the ball in your court. Yeah. And then he failed at the negotiations because Europe didn't think that he was going to offer the referendum because they knew that he wasn't in favour of yeah. leaving. Yeah. But he said, you know what? I'm I'm in favour that we remain, but I have kind of failed to deliver on what I wanted. So I'm going to give you the referendum. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, like I said, I, you know, I want to remain. His campaign for remain didn't didn't work. Went the other way, and then I feel like he just threw his tools out of the pram and went. Do you know what? I wanted to stay. Yeah, I I couldn't get us a better deal, but we should have stayed. And because we're not staying, I quit now. Well, he did say with his beliefs of remaining. He doesn't see himself as someone who can All right. then go... But he was happy to let Theresa May take over, who also was a Remainer. No, she chose to take over. She put her hand in the... She yeah. put her ticket in the ballot and Yeah, and yeah, won. of course. But... but actually, so funny enough, do you know what he said about oh. that? He said he expected it to last... That Normally, like, the, those leadership contests take a lot longer. He said he expected to still be in power for about three months. Right. But because all these hats went in of people in the, and because everyone just started falling by the wayside and then people just quit and left the race he said it was literally days and then Theresa May was, was announced as winner Yeah. so he's just like okay I'm like that's it I'm out <laughs> I'm out <laughs> I'm out bitches he just <laughs> dropped his mic and went it's like he's put in his notice period and they come up to him the next day and go yeah you know two weeks yeah nah nah fuck off <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but that it's been interesting um, and actually to go on to Brexit itself um this whole pierogian shit. What? What do you? I'm not gonna lie. Like before this, like Westminster. Like I, I, I. I'm not. I'm not deep into politics, right? Yeah. But I follow politics. Mm-hmm. Westminster always has its um, end of term, and then they reopen with the Queen's speech and all that. Yeah. yeah. I've never heard this term pierogian before. It's because it's never been done. I don't think it's ever been done. No, it, they always. They always. That's like the official term. Proroguing is like no no proroguing is uh, like closing Parliament like intentionally closing it. Oh okay okay. Not so not having your summer break. Right okay. So he's right. so he's he's deliberately closed Parliament. Right okay. I might I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's the the context in which it's used. Right okay. Um, okay. my so so my my thing was, uh, so I saw like a headline saying, Boris Johnson's going to approach the Queen and ask to get parliament suspended yeah and then i see another headline like on my you know you get those news apps yeah so within an hour and i'd already like had a chat with someone going oh this is fucked up he's playing a hard ball and then i saw within an hour thing going boris johnson denies all accusations of him trying to prorogue parliament i was like oh that would have been that would have been intense if he actually yeah. was and then, like later on that day, Boris Johnson <laughs> meets with the Queen and oh. asks to suspend Parliament. I was like, "Oh shit!" It's so, so he's he's deliberately like. And then later on, it found yeah, he he was even giving interviews saying, "No, no, I'm not trying to prorogue Parliament." Meanwhile, he's going to meet with the Queen later yeah. on. And yeah. So, so that I thought was an interesting tactic, considering he'd been in power for five minutes. Yeah. Um, and then when he and bearing in mind, right, you got a majority of one. At that point. Yeah. So if you're sitting there going, right, if I lose one more player, I effectively can't win this game. That's true. Right? So I can't afford 
to piss any of my 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 players off and have them pull injuries or walk off the field or whatever right so he needs to keep everyone on board at this point so he goes for the most controversial strategy he can this is true you know i've never even looked at it like this i'm surprised he didn't lose half his fucking cabinet yeah <laughs> because bearing in mind most not well yeah probably yeah most mps are pro remain yes it's a, yeah the majority of the mps that are pro leave are pro no deal yeah okay right he's fucked either way yeah because even if he goes, yeah, yeah, I'm going to try and get my all my no-deal guys on board. Yeah. He's got nowhere near enough of yeah, a majority. Yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, I do think we're going to be no-deal come 31st of October. Well, have you listened to... So today, um, I think I heard say it might have been an interview yesterday, that um, Juncker or Barnier, one of them, yeah. has turned around and said... I think it was today. Boris a, shorter, Johnson. a shorter deadline or something, no? No, no. Boris. So someone turned around and said, so "There's been all these other people. There's been the, the guy from Luxembourg, the Prime Minister from Luxembourg, threw his, threw his few pence in. Then there was someone else who threw their few pence in and said, oh, we want, uh, we want something by some deadline in in um, October.' Yeah. Um, but then, I think it was either Juncker or Barnier turned around and said, like, look, we don't, no Brexit, no deal Brexit is going to be c- catastrophic for us. We don't need that kind of talk. Yeah. Um, he said, I've had a constructive meeting with Boris Johnson. Um, and he started backtrack. He, he he turned around and said, which um, he had the, the kind of tone hasn't come across that. He turned around and said, uh, the, the backstop isn't... Isn't a deal breaker now. Isn't a deal breaker. It's not on the most... It's not on the most... I don't have an emotional attachment to the backstop. Right. So if we have objectives, if they can be met, then we can do something... Like whatever objective it is that the backstop is there to that why they put that in place. He said if we can come up with other things to meet those objectives, then obviously the backstop can go. Yeah. Um and and then today, and I believe this is like yeah, today, apparently Boris Johnson or his team have given some papers with a like sort of unofficial um papers on a proposal that's been looked okay. at favourably. I think ultimately, I think there's very few people who want a no deal. Yeah. But there are people who literally, as Theresa May said, would take a no deal over a bad deal, like yeah. an anti-democratic deal in their in their opinion. So my, my, and I'm sure I've expressed my opinion on that whole, you know, oh yeah, we can't have no deal Brexit thing. And a good example is what I explained earlier in this episode where this guy, I knew he's coming all the way from Manchester. Yeah. I knew he's going to buy the car. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. He had no bargaining power at all. Yeah. That's why I was like, mate, you can just you can just drive three and a half hours back up home. Yeah. Empty handed. I don't care. Yeah. I will sell the car to someone else. So if you, like EU, at, at, so, at the majority of the point throughout their, their negotiations, they're looking at the British news like all the tabloids everything they're, they're getting their information from that and plus the MPs that they're speaking to and, the, and, and yeah. Theresa May yeah. who are all saying we don't really want to leave and well that's the MP, the, the, the politicians they're talking to are saying yeah we actually don't want to leave and the, the news articles and the politicians are going well if we are going to leave we have to have a deal Yeah. at which point you know you've got all the chips Yeah. so you're going alright we'll take this deal and we go, yeah, but we don't like that deal. And go, 
but we know you're not going without a deal. Yeah. And this is the only deal you're going to get. And it's only when Johnson's gone, do you know what? Fuck it. We'll go without one. They've got, ah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Actually, yeah. maybe, maybe we'll, we'll give yeah. you a better deal. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, I can think of times when buying cars where I've said to someone, I'll give you this much. And they've gone, no, no, it's not enough. And I've gone, all right, cool. I'm out. And then they've run up to me after and gone, yeah. All right, all right, all right, I'll yeah, take it. Yeah. And that's basically what they're doing. Yeah. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the other funny thing with this as well. Like, one of my mates who I was speaking to about this is like, um, for, he's for Brexit and everything. He's oh, anti democratic, da 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 da. Anyone who comes out and says anything, kind of cussing out. Oh, David Cameron coming out and saying this stuff. Oh, he's this, he's that. All like. But I was like, the thing is, this is all part of democracy. Yeah. And it's nuts. It shows you how nuts. Everything that's been done so far, granted, Boris Johnson, some of his stuff is pending in court, but everything that's been done, however nuts it seemed, the proroguing, potentially, because that's the outcome we're waiting for, doing all this stuff, it's all been legal. Mm. Like, it shows how nuts our system is that, as some people are saying, the people voted for this, the politicians can block things, they can delay things. They've made laws without the prime minister. Yeah. The prime minister is essentially, like you said, he had one player. He was that one player and decided he's going to go for some next level strategy. F that player off, then fire like 21 of his other people, then try and pass laws. So now literally parliament has been passing laws without him. And it's like, I did not even know this kind of stuff could happen. It's crazy. Yeah, I was... It must be our most dysfunctional government for... Since Thatcher... Probably even before. Mm. Probably even before. Like it's it's weird actually. You can't think because Thatcher got a lot of shit when she was in power. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know if it was just because she was a woman. But her her big thing world. that brought her down was the whole poll tax thing. Do you remember that? And then people were. Rioting. It was more the minor strike and stuff because the poll. Tax but that was thing, earlier in her career. Yeah, but the, do you know the thing with the poll tax? It was a weird situation. So, uh, basically, they proposed poll tax. There were riots. Yeah. And then they said, all right, we won't have poll tax. And they went, we'll have council tax. Yeah, and then people were cool. Everyone was cool. I know. I swear the public, so this is like, this is, they, they are. It's like, the same thing happened with the oil, with oil play. Do you remember when, it, when Bro, the first time we went to a pound? I was going to say it. I was going to say it. Like, a pound, a pound. You had lorries blocking refineries, all of this, people panic buying all this stuff. All right, it dropped down. A couple of weeks later, it went back up. I was like, oh, okay, well, we saw the gradual rise and we're now comfortable. Like, yeah. It's nuts. It was ma- I, literally as as we were saying about that. I was like, oh yeah, they did that with the fuel with as well. You beat me to it, yeah. Because I remember it was like it went like ninety nine p. I was like, oh shit, it's gonna go over a pound soon. Yeah, it went over a pound, then it went down to like eighty nine p. I was like, right, the people have the power, right? We can we can do this. Yeah, just fucking keep it down. Yeah. And then next time we went up, they went, oh, okay, fine, it happens, it happens. Yeah. It goes, it goes. And really, a similar thing happened in uh, New York. I think it was there was a story. This was years ago. Yeah. They put the price up of like subway tickets, not by much, not by much at all. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a, it was something like maybe a quarter on like, on like your average rail fare or they all went up by a quarter. Yeah. Something like 10,000 people didn't go into work that day. They got to the train station, the tube station, whatever. They looked at the price gone up by a quarter and said, fuck that, I ain't paying that. Wow. And they said, right, I ain't going to use a train. I'm staying home. And I didn't, and Price went back yeah. down. Like, All right, cool. I'll tell you what. Um, funny enough, talking about uh, who's that? Yeah. Oh, talking about um, 
strikes and that kind of stuff. Someone gave me an example, I think it was in Japan, that these bus drivers went on strike. But rather than actually go on strike and um, and then not turn up for work and lose your pay, what yeah. they'd done, they just said, everyone, they just basically didn't charge people to come on the bus. So they were still doing their job, but it just meant that company was making no money that day, but they're still getting paid because they're not on strike technically. Oh, okay. It's just a thousand people got on my bus for free. Yeah. My rent, but So I was like, that's smart. That's clever. I like that. Yeah, I think that's because there are other options, you know. Yeah, like you yeah. have uh, go slowdowns or go slows, whatever yeah, you're going to call yeah, it, where you're going to yeah, do that. Or... Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like, and I, even I remember back in the day, I used to put stuff on Facebook like, we're supposed to be in charge, yeah? We're supposed to tell the politicians what to do. And yet they're telling us X, they're telling us yeah. Y, they're not, and we're just going, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, so, and I, rem- I was in like my early 20s going, why is everyone just accepting this shit? I'm a kid. Yeah. I don't know fuck all, but I know that this is not right. Yeah. And I, and I always feel quite passionate about it to the point where I've even said, gone, I wonder if I should try and become an MP or something, man. I start running for parliament, do something. But I've got too much shit going on. As it do you is. know what it is? So I've, I've spoken to some other friends about that and I'm like, nah, Denny, too many people have got too much stuff on you. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, my cool. thing with that is, so I had this as a teacher. When I, 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 I done it, I done teaching for a year. And like I'm quite critical of teachers. I think we we in my opinion is we protect our public sector workers a bit too much in this country. Yeah. Like the general population is a bunch of dickheads. There's a load of not I shouldn't say that. There's a bunch of dickheads mingled within the general population. Yeah. We don't filter out for dickheads when True. people join the public sector. Like there's plenty of dickheads in there, whether it's police, whether it's teachers, whether it's and we have this kind of thing of like, oh, like, do you know what I mean? We 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 have to talk about them and treat them with a with a with a fluffy cloth and look after them and stuff. And granted, there's a lot of good ones. There's also a lot of shit ones. Everyone had a teacher they don't like. They didn't like. Yeah. Everyone. Everyone remembers that dickhead teacher. So anyway, when I was teaching, and this is how I feel about politics and what stopped me from getting into politics. Um. When I was teaching, I used to see the older disgruntled teachers. And I used to think, why are you still doing, like, just quit. Like, go and do something else. You're, you've been doing this 20, 30 years. You're always moaning. You're, like, none of the kids, like, there's such a big gap between you and the kids that, like, you're not benefiting them. You're just disgruntled. But what it was, I took, I took a step back and I thought, how can I not be that person in 30 years' time, in 20 years' time? When it's eating at you day by day, and, it, and it's hard, like, there's all the... The, the the changes that happen through like um, you know there's a new uh, secretary of secretary of education comes in does some dumb wall changes you have to part with it all yeah. the constant changes all the constant things the cuts everything you have to part with that so when that's eating at you day by day by day by day by day it's such an incremental amount but when you stop and you look at it over a thirty year period you're a completely different teacher you're not the same person you don't have the same belief you don't have the same passion and enthusiasm as you did when you started and i think that's the same in politics and there's a i went to this political sort of comedy commentary show and this guy had interviewed tony blair and he said it's like in summary like what's it like to be prime minister and he said every day it's just decisions and david cameron repeated this in the interview today actually in in a roundabout way he said the decisions i have to deal with every day are do i slice my wrist or do i slice my throat 
and he basically said that that's what it's like to be prime minister all everything you get is one or the other the you're is, often doing the lesser of two evils two evils do you know my issue with that mm. everyone knows everyone knows you're face, faced with hard choices right yeah everyone knows that realistically in in your your best bet is when you make a decision you're going to piss off half the public yeah you just want to make sure like it's 49% of the public because if it's 51% of the public you're in deep shit yeah right <laughs> they all know this yeah yet they still run for office yeah right and if you think of like there are some people to be honest I'd struggle to think of people that I'd say do you know what? I'd rather this person was uh, like running for, for office we don't have too many like socially aware or quite um, uh, like famous people that engage in like politics that much like if if, uh, if someone said uh, like oh Richard Branston wants to be Minister of Finance I'd be like well he kind of built up an empire with pretty much fuck all so yeah I'll take that plus his companies run pretty well like to my knowledge his staff are quite happy and very good reputation yeah. yeah he's got he's yeah. got a really good reputation right? so if he said I want to be Minister for Finance I'd be like cool do you know what come to think of it if he wanted to run for Prime Minister uh, yeah okay cool yeah. if that's what you want to do cool you know I'll listen to what he's got to say and if it makes sense I'll vote for him I wouldn't take him yeah. like, I wouldn't be like oh he's just some famous rich guy Yeah. and I find it weird as well even I don't want to beat the dead horse with the Trump thing but most people really liked Trump before he ran for president there wasn't like no one really hated Trump when he was just some famous rich guy yeah but but, but hear me out hear me out okay to the point no one ever said Trump was racist before he ran for president. And in fact, if you look up historically, yeah, hold on, historically, he had not only cussed out um, the the his his own party for letting David Duke join, yeah. who was the leader of the clan, yeah, right. If you look at like uh, if you if you search for like Mike Tyson or yeah. Don King stuff yeah. like that. He was mates with those people, and he but, was like the novelty white guy at a lot of black events. But there's, there's, but that that's the thing, isn't it? There's like, there's like, him wanting to be seen around other successful people. Yeah. Where if they're black, they happen to be black. It still helps his profile also. Now there's 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 lots of things that you could say are questionable that he said throughout the years. I think the reason people didn't care was because he wasn't in a position to influence millions of people. Yeah. Do you know what the problem is though? When people start to go, oh, he's racist, mm. I, and I've literally like I see some of this stuff on Instagram. You get black conservatives that go, tell me what he said that's racist, and they go, but he said that Mexicans are rapists. No, no, no. He said that uh, amongst the people that are coming over, yeah, there are rapists in right. those group. There are murderers. So there could, are there are gang members. I think you could easily make a case as to why Trump can be called racist. Okay, why My he can problem, be called it? Yeah. And it's is and this is this, but is this is but this is this is my problem with it with a lot of when when the term is used in general. Yeah, it's too simple a term. Yeah, racism means something to like people have like it like racism means something to a lot of people. Mm. Yeah, they have an impression of what racism is. Whether it's you say like if you go to someone say, well, I'm not part of the KKK. I'm not racist. Da, 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 da. There's intricacies to loads of things. So when you just throw a massive label at someone they're going to say, well, I'm not that. The thing is as well, like you said, when you stop and you ask the person, how is he racist? They don't even understand the intricacies enough. 
It's yeah. like, but you said something about a black person that don't make me racist. Mm. You said something about a Mexican person that was ne- that that ha- has negative connotations. That don't mean I'm racist. Yeah. There's there's you c- you can go into like a pattern of behaviour. There's loads of stuff where someone can present an argument that someone would stop and go, hmm, I see what you mean. But when you just keep saying, oh, he's racist, he's racist. Like you said, what's he done that's racist? Yeah. Especially when like black unemployment is at its lowest in American history. Now, and then you hear, you hear liberals going, that's only as a result of the stuff that Obama did. It's like, okay, maybe mm. Obama did all of it. Yeah. And it just happens to be coincidence. But Obama was in power for eight years. Yeah. If he was in power for four years and he was setting up, more than likely you'd have seen it increase in the second four years that he was in. Yeah. Rather than two years after he's out, yeah. now suddenly it spikes up. I'm not saying it's definitely Trump, because yeah. I don't know the intricacies of what's going on there yeah. well enough. But what I do know is, loads of things have been said by Trump yeah. that sound kind of racist. Right? right. Yeah. But then when you hear someone who's a conservative yeah. go listen back to it, listen to what was said before it, listen yeah. to what was said after it. Yeah. You find that, the, like, I don't want to be one of those conspiracy theorists going, yeah. the media are trying to change the way we were yeah. thinking. But a lot of times, it's like a little short snippet. Yeah. That, that okay, even if you talk about the, 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 the black unemployment thing, because I've heard that argument, and you could say the same. Okay, what is it specifically that Trump has done? Because it could also be a byproduct of... Of say, Obama? Well, no, no I, don't even or, mean, I don't even mean that. It can just be a byproduct of something else he's done yeah I still haven't because I've he- even heard him say that I've heard, heard of what he's actually I don't done. know what he's done specifically to help black people and reduce unemployment yeah like unemployment in this country is at all time low yeah that's going to affect black people that's going to affect Asian people that's going to affect any people so I'm sure the same is in but that doesn't necessarily mean that Theresa May done anything specifically yeah. to help black people my thing as I said I I think I think Trump is classist and classist actions I think he has contempt for people of a lower economic and lower lower um that is, and, right that is and my that, perception as well yeah that that because black people or people of darker skin are, for whatever reasons yeah are overwhelmingly in those positions if I say something classist a lot of the time I'm going to be saying stuff about people of colour without... But that doesn't mean... But I can still have people of colour as friends who don't fit into that category. Yeah. Now, as an example, I remember this thing, and I'm not even going to lie, I was kind of like ratings, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm how I am. I am quite very like... I, I would say I've got loads of labour values, but I'm also like there's got to be a lot of self, um, what do you call it? Self-determination as well. Like yeah. you need to pick yourself up and you need to try be willing to work as hard as you can to achieve as well. And he said something and he turned around and said, oh, all these people who are like, what was it? All these politicians, this is in America, who are coming out, I'm paraphrasing. He was basically saying, these politicians coming out and, um, and saying like, oh, you know, basically being proud that of the, the, the salary they've got as a, as a politician. And they'd, you know, they they would be like almost like, um, oh, my fa- my my great grandfather was this, and my dad was this, and and I've come and I'm now a politician, and and he was literally like, so this is your wage. You telling me 
in three, four generations of your family, this is like this pittance you get as an MP, as a, as a politician, is the best your family's ever done. And he was like looking down on it, nice. sort of thing. And I was like, this guy, this guy. So that's what I'm saying. And this is the thing, even when you watch him through his campaign, right? Yeah, he's saying make a wall great. Yeah, he's saying MAGA. That's one side of it, yeah. right? Listen to what he's saying to the other MPs, to the other politicians out there, sorry, not MPs, to the other politicians. He's being contemptful about their lifestyles, about their family. Like, it's like, but then when it was like, who was that rich guy who, I think it was Bloomberg? When Bloomberg said something about him, who's richer than him, he almost got a bit offended. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So he, I, my thing is he has contempt for people. Like he's, I think he's classist. I think he, because he's been privileged, he, He's had to work hard, don't get me wrong. I would never deny that he's worked hard. But he also had like a But where he started life. from was from such a higher point and he's travelled far. Yeah. But I don't think he grasps the difference that if you start with nothing, if you start with in this environment where you're not around um uh uh positive influences, the journey's a lot harder. So he almost looks a bit and a lot of people in America do like that. That's your fault. You're able to determine your own self-worth in this country, in, in the USA. So if you ain't made it, that's on you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then when he's seeing a whole community of it, it's almost like, oh, look at them. Because of whatever historical reasons, those communities do tend to be people of colour. Yeah. That's my take from when I listen to him. And as I said, you hear it, you hear the same disrespect in when he's speaking about other politicians you hear him disrespecting flipping he was disrespecting Theresa May mm. as nicely as he could yeah, yeah. So, but he was still being rude and horrible what he said about whatever country he decided to not go to like he, he he's like that to everyone yeah so yeah, of yeah. course the, the guy's a prick yeah right? like but not to, the, I think to call him just when people just go oh he's racist you're, you're sim it's too simple do you know what my issue is as well though Calling someone racist is not a minor thing. Like, if you're going to call someone ra racist, that, to me, is the same as calling someone a thief or a rapist or a killer. Like, yeah. if you're racist, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to associate myself with you. Yeah. So, that's like, that's at the far... Like, if you could say, oh, that person's two-faced. Yeah. I'll find out from... Like, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, be willing yeah. to, to engage with that person and find yeah. out a little bit for myself. Yeah. That person is shallow. Okay, let me let me find out. Yeah. That person's racist. All right, fuck them. Yeah. I, I just, I'm yeah, like, yeah. And the, the the thing is though, it's got to the point now where so many people go, he's racist, he's a Nazi, he's this, he's that. Yeah. I no longer go, fuck them. I'm not gonna try. It. I go, hmm. Is this is this legit or is this, this one is... of those other like bullshit? Oh, we'll yeah. just we'll just chuck that person in when, that pile. When he was in, when he was running, um. I think that at this point it was just him and Hillary like in the lead up before the actual election and this girl she's a good friend she was she was showing me this meme of him being compared to Hitler and all these similarities and this and that and and I was like are you serious are you freaking si like I get the guy's a prick a self-entitled and as I said I think he's classes and he's a prick he has not <laughs> done anything like for what you know of what Hitler has done, how are you even going to compare him? There's mm. loads of prime ministers and presidents and leaders of countries 
who have done who have used populism yeah yeah that does not equate you to being a killer of six plus million people and being like the most revered like yeah hated person hated in person in history yeah do you know what i mean do you know what? it's like it's nuts the way people make and i think i think this is for me this is this is my this is my biggest problem with it right yeah like not to generalize but for, for most middle of the road and for left people it's like mm, yeah the right we know they're always a bit they're, they're, they're a bit ex- like not even extreme they're, they're a bit strong in their views right but we can still live life fine you you everyone knows someone who's a who's a who who believes in 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 uh who's religious a little bit more than we are yeah who who believes in god a little bit who believes that god just intervenes in their day-to-day life a little bit more than the average person so we we all, and that was fine life continued now you've got and then where this kind of extreme left has come and it's made the the, the right people kind of have to defend things even more you've now got these two sort of extreme beasts and it's like now i don't i don't like saying i lean to the left because it's got so much i feel like it's got so much negative connotations the way i've seen them twist things like that like i said why are you show me something trying to compare donald trump to hitler yeah like that's bullshit you yeah. know it's bullshit why and and it's yeah Do you know when they I've I've heard someone say, "Oh yeah, he's just like Hitler." I was like, it's "Weird, you say that because he actually declared Jerusalem like the capital of Israel." It was him saying it. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, that yeah, way. yeah. He that. supports Jews more than more than most other politicians. I didn't even remember that. Whereas, way, uh, whereas obviously Hitler was uh, historically not that big a fan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's um it's 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 weird how people how people try and twist things for their own i don't know what it is personal gratification try like you know choosing a side and just sort of sticking by it and things like it's it's weird but and as i'm no i'm no fun of do you know what it is i would turn around and say i think trump's one of the most disgusting politicians that I've seen in the in the in modern like in my lifetime in in um in actually no I'm lying I, I, I don't think he is Trump's one of the most dick biggest dickheads I, yeah. I think disgusting is one word to use biggest dickhead of a politician that I can think of yeah that's fair enough but I hate bullshit more <laughs> like if you're literally trying to feed me bullshit to get me to believe something that isn't true. Like that to me is a is a is a um, is just as dangerous. Like Trump, like just like Trump's unwinding Obama, lots of stuff Obama's done. The next person can come in and and and, and try and undo damage. Trump's done. Yeah, he could do loads. Of I'm not saying he can't, but there's when people are spreading like nonsense. It's like I said before. I think on another episode, like do you know how long I believed. Flipping! If you sprayed the ozone over aerosol oh, yeah. can, the world would explode. Because someone who I believed in said that to me. Yeah. And that's it's. Yeah. Wait. I don't know. I don't know. On the, uh, the the when you brought up the Hitler thing, it reminded me. I saw it in the news the other day. I, I was trying to look for the article. Couldn't find it. Hitler's last living relative. Oh shit. Been been banged up. 
in prison. Well, he didn't learn from his lesson, did he? What? What for? That's a that's a that's a that's a shit thing to be famous for. <laughs> Pedophile had sex with a fourteen-year-old girl. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, <laughs> as if you haven't fucked up your family name. Yeah. Like you started off on a bad spot I mean. with a fucked up family name. But which which reminded me, I was doing this thing before about like uh, random, funny yet interesting news stories. So I'll I'll change change topic real quick before I forget to to bring it up. Uh, Shyam Lal Yadev, age seventy-four, yeah. uh, has a had a devil horn removed from his hand. I'll show you a picture of it. I'll post what? it on the on the Instagram page. Well, I'll post it when we publish it. You see that? Yeah. Four-inch horn growing out this guy's head. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So basically, the dude bumped his head like five years ago. Uh-huh. Felt a bit of a lump. Got his hairdresser when he was getting his hair cut to like trim it down he's like a hard lump and his hairdresser like, don't worry I'll trim that for you and then it just it just kept on growing longer and longer and longer and uh, apparently it's the doctor that removed it finally after five years mm. said it's basically made of uh, keratin and stuff the same thing your fingernails made out of wow. they they t- in the article it did mention the um, the correct thing that they actually call it it's called a sebaceous horn wow. uh, yeah it's a is a tumour often benign that forms from the keratins uh, in the skin and nails. They typically grow on the face, hands, ears, nails, and rare cases have been found to, found to have grown on men's penises. Wow. So yeah, that's that's mad. That was a, a weird a weird bit of news that came up. But yeah, um it's been it's 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 a it's an interesting time man. We've got some dramas coming up. Uh, I'm hoping I'm, I've said this before I'll say it again I'm really hoping Boris Johnson fucks up Brexit and house prices fall through the floor <laughs> um, but yeah I did a also I did a little um, thing on our Instagram story about a company that I'd bought some shares in Yeah. Uh, and since I bought the shares in this particular company the, the share price has dropped a little bit more so if you're listening to this and you bought some shares and it's still sitting at let me just check the current share price now I should start doing like little share tips because I'm I'm getting more and more into it. My 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 general track record is quite good. Um, but there's a company called Alpha Alpha Financial Software Holdings. Um, their their share price dropped by like I think it was like eighteen percent. Um, and comes. well, I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. So I was like, right, let me jump in. Um, but. In hindsight, I could have waited a little bit longer. I thought it might drop a little bit more, um, but I didn't want to. I didn't want it to go back up before I bought shares because I've I've had it before. I've gone. Oh, I'll wait. They might drop further. Yeah. And I know they're going to rebound back to at least their original price. Yeah. But out of greed, you wait, and then you end up missing the boat. Yeah, yeah. So they dropped by like eighteen percent. I bought shares. They've dropped <coughs> another ten percent since, and I just bought some more shares. Yeah. Um, and that's generally the way I do it. Like if you buy shares in a company and they've 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 dropped. I anticipate that share price will be low for the next year or so and then maybe sell it next year. The reason why they dropped is because they, and and that's another thing I'll do, if I'm going to buy shares in a company, especially because I typically buy shares that have consistently, like just recently had a, taken a hammer in, uh, this company announced that they were going to make slightly less profit than they originally forecast for this year right. and that they were going to be doing some restructuring just to ensure that they were still profitable moving forward next year, year after. There was nothing really significant that uh, that led to led me to believe that it was going to be a like a considerably long term issue that will mm. affect the 
the ongoing value of the company. Um, and just to, to put it into context, I mean, I bought shares in uh, in Aston Martin, and I've I'm sitting right now. Uh, in fact, Denny, I'll let you say it. If you look at the bottom figure, the percentage figure. How much am I up right now on Aston Martin in percentage Ooh, terms? Sixteen percent. Sixteen percent, and it was two weeks ago I bought them shares. Now, if, if you're investing in property, it's going to take you a while to get sixteen percent back. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, even when I did it, I was like, oh man, I could put some more in. I should, but um, the the key when you're buying stocks and shares is to like don't get too emotionally involved in it. Is is what fucks up gamblers. Like they go, oh yeah, I'll just do you know what? Fuck it. I, I know I lost this bet. I'll just place another bet, a bigger bet. That way I'll win back the money that I lost and some more. I'll be yeah, on fire. Yeah. Right. You fuck yourself up doing doing that with shares as well. Yeah. So just if you, if you if the money goes down on shares, either yeah buy a little bit more mm. or just sit on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna. Um give a few share tips as well actually so I'm as, as I've said a million times like I'm into tech um, Microsoft um, has been a safe bet for me for a very long time they so they're weird I don't know what it is right they've just got uh, they've just got core business that continues to do well yeah they're not the most innovative um, out there at the moment but they've just got core business that continues to do well and last year when a lot of the tech companies had a massive uh, like let's say the first quarter had a massive uh, boost. Yeah. Um, gained massively, um, and then by, by the end of the year, all their gains had been wiped off. Whereas Microsoft just trotted along steadily, and by the end of the year, by sort of October, November, they were the largest company in the world by market cap. Yeah. Do you know? Um, what? I'm just looking at their Netflix now. Oh yeah. Um, have just lost, I think, about ten percent over the last couple of days. Because. Is it because of the Apple streaming thing? No. So mm. what 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 they've actually done? So they 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 didn't hit their targets. It was about they. So they, I think they were anticipating like uh, what do you call it? The city people were forecasting they would get like five million new subscribers, and they hit about two point seven million. Oh no! They only gained two point yeah. seven million new paying customers. Now the thing is though, so there's been a massive dip, and this is this always seems to happen with Netflix because it is on subscriber growth, but they've just um, upped their prices right? and they've increased their, they're doing it as a rollout now at a pound or, or two pound people aren't going to cancel subscriptions for that yeah. so they're going to be getting a lot of money so while their things are low at the moment what will and I think it's, it's so what Apple done when Apple hit a plateau mm-hmm. in terms and their growth started slowing they started upping their prices and this is when they first went up to a grand and all that so although the number of handsets was dwindling dwindling the profit margins continue to grow right and i think that's what's going to happen see steve Netflix. jobs would fucking stab someone if that was their their game plan. yeah yeah because <laughs> like to my obviously my perception and i obviously did not know the guy he was like look let's just keep it simple give the people what they want yeah be innovative yeah be fresh and we'll, we'll, we'll make money yeah and it feels like and not to digress too much away from the shares but I tried to I tried to go and pre-order the new iPhone 11. Uh, yes. After, after like I've been with Android for like a year and a half now, and I feel like they're better phones in all honesty. Okay. But it's just it's really. There's been so many times where it's been awkward that I've had an Android phone. For example, you'll be out low battery, and you've got a charger. Yeah. Everyone's got fucking iPhones. Yeah. yeah. That's a minor thing, but it's there. It does yeah. exist. It is a problem. Uh, also, so a lot of apps are optimized to run iPhone 
yeah. not Android, so they can be a bit clunky. Um, and the only other thing is like my so my Google Pixel, four hundred quid, has got a much better camera than the iPhone ten. It's probably going to be there at least in terms of when I'm what I use it for. Um, so I feel like I'm overpaying for what you get. And in fact, the reason why I've gone for the well, I'm going to get the like the highest spec iPhone is because another fault of Apple's, and that's that I know if I get the the previous generation, it'll probably only last me a year before I get fed up with it operating so slowly because I know they're going to slow down those handsets anyway. Which is a shambles that we like we accept that some like. We should do what they did in New York and say, do you know what? Fuck it. We're not buying any more iPhones until you guys promise that you're not going to fucking slow them down. Yeah, yeah. In fact, change it back. Speed them up. Yeah. When people well, that, start... That's, report- that's what should happen. Like, you should be trying to optimize... Normally, normally, in software development, they're trying to optimize. Yeah. But they're like, it's, oh, we're trying to slow down speak- the phone to counteract for the fact that the battery is starting to die. Because obviously, batteries don't last forever. Yeah. So it's like, if we reduce the amount of power that we're demanding from the battery, you'll still get the same battery life. Which is stupid. Mm. Anyway, so I went to go pre-order yesterday. Mm-hmm. The new iPhone comes out tomorrow. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we've sold out of pre-orders. You can queue up on Friday morning. And maybe you'll be able to buy one. I was like, what do you mean maybe? What time I got to queue up? He's like, well, I'd, I'd get here by seven at least. And I was like, mate, if you want me to queue up from seven in the morning till nine in the morning for a or phone? Maybe. <laughs> for a maybe phone? Yeah. Maybe a blowjob too, god damn it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Obviously, I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Are you buying it? Yeah, I'm just going to buy it. So, I'm going to America soon. Who could? So, the thing is, my phone won't last. Oh, okay. My phone is dead. Because that will save you a good couple of hundred quid. Sh- Do you know what? Actually, the price... Here's the other thing as well. Historically, the price of iPhones yeah. has been the same, just different currencies. So, yeah, yeah. dollars to pounds. Yeah. It's $100 cheaper. Is it? Yeah. Okay. They've upped the price because of the the weak currency. Ah, okay. So they're charging, which so is so it'll be bait. bigger. A bigger yeah, you'll you'll get an there. even bigger saving if you buy it from the states. Okay. In fact, I'm trying to think. I think I know someone that's going to the states like in a week or so. I might just get them to buy. It. When are you going? I'm going. Can in I hold out? End of October, end of next month. So I've got like five weeks to wait, maybe. Yeah. My, my phone is on its last yeah. legs I'm like I'm being extra careful with it the screen's completely shattered do, do you know what I feel like people judge me when they see that my phone's so messed <laughs> up they're like oh you're one of those people you don't have your life in order I'm like no 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 I'm just waiting for the new phone to come out and they're like mm-hmm, yeah. okay I'm sure you are yeah for about yeah. five weeks I'm going um, okay. I don't know if I know anyone going before that yeah I th- I'm going to speak to someone I think I know someone that lives out there, but I feel you can't just ask someone to buy you a thousand pound thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to be yeah. quite cool with them. Yeah. If you're not, then it's it's not it's not really gonna go. Yeah, but no, definitely. If you can if you can hold out, then I'll. Yeah, definitely. come to think of it, I might just have to do that. Because yeah. I was even thinking. So here's a bit of consumer advice: when you go on the Apple website, it gives you options to pay. Yeah. You can either pay. They, you can take out finance through PayPal. Mm. Or you can take out Apple's finance on their upgrade program. Yeah. Either way, the the APR rate is done through Barclays. I think it's like twelve percent. Right. If you actually go into an Apple store, mm. you can get zero percent finance. Oh wow! But you have to go in, and, you, okay. and they don't advertise it. Okay. But if you go in, they they do a like an Apple payment plan. I think it's called. You pay like sixty quid up front, and then the rest of it's spread over two years, and the phone's yours. Which my my issue 
again with the the whole like just oh just get it on your contract i'm like you're still spending the same amount of money in fact yeah. you're tied in for three years yeah, yeah. i've never had a phone for three years yeah like yeah. i don't how long you had your phone for this one will be two years in next month my upgrade right. is due this month actually. right would you wow. keep that phone for another year the battery's a bit shit on it there you go so i'm, I'm planning to get an iphone when i go to america and yeah. I'm probably going to go for an XR to have the treatment. Unless this new one is like significantly better, I'll have a little play around with it. I'm just going to go for the last, last year's XR to come an XR. And they're like $600 or something. Yeah, so so. You, you, and it'll drop in price. I think tomorrow on Friday when the new. When they they already the dropped the prices oh, okay. in advance just to, to stimulate sales. But yeah. they might, they probably will drop yeah, it again. Yeah. You never know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it'd be interesting. What, what state are you going to? Arizona. So I don't know what their sales tax like. Yeah, that's the thing. That There's only one state. I can't remember where it is. There's one state that has... I think it's Florida. Uh, not Florida, obviously. Yeah. No, it's Florida. Florida's a state. Florida's a state, yeah. I, saw, I think I was going to say Miami. Yeah. And then I said, no, it's I'm not Miami. I'm crossing borders, though. Miami. I'm going to be in Nevada, um, Arizona. Yeah. You're going to Vegas, are we? Going to Vegas. Oh, are you? Yeah. I was joking as well. Yeah. Can't get enough of them strip clubs, huh? I oh, know. Oh, <laughs> um... Um, yeah, and I might be going to California. Who are you going with? Um, old school mate. Oh, okay, that's yeah. right then. As long as you ain't taking a girlfriend, bro. Nah. Can't be taking your girlfriend on holiday. <laughs> I'm, like, no. I'm, I'm gonna start laying down some I'm like, then no, hold it no. down, bro. Hold it down. No, it's all good. It's all good. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think you guys have had enough of listening to me and Denny chat shit. Yeah, I think but, so. But do you know what? It's to be honest, I think it's been good. Although we've talked about a lot of randomness, obviously I haven't seen you in a good couple of weeks. Yeah, this is true. We this were saving true. up episodes. Uh, speaking of which, I've I've been given some feedback from the last episode that we released. Okay. That apparently I'm quite offensive. <laughs> he said. That. Just uh, obviously the the guests that we had on. Yeah. Uh, they they let their friends know, and oh, yeah. a couple of their friends give some feedback. So yeah, yeah, that guy, he's quite rude, isn't he? He's quite <laughs> offensive. I'm like. Yes, obviously. <laughs> if you listen to previous episodes, you yeah. know that I'm unapologetic about it as well. <laughs> I really don't care. <laughs> like, what I'm saying, I believe to be true. Yeah. If someone comes and challenges me on it, by all means, come and challenge me on it. I'm yeah, open yeah. to having my mind changed. It's all good. But, um, but yeah, and if, if you do listen and you think, do you know what? I think Lewis is a prick. I don't agree with him on anything he says. <laughs> I only listen to it because then he's got that sexy voice. That's fine. Come on question me on my being a prick and and i'll, I'll gladly you know hopefully yeah, yeah. make amends but anyway all that said and done time for throwbacks throwbacks um do you want me to go or you go i'm ready i'm ready you okay so so um my throwback film today is a film called human traffic yeah um which is about the london or sorry the brit the uk it's a comedy about the uk kind of dance and drug scene in the 90s it has Danny Dyer in it who I'm really not a fan of other than that it's a pretty good film okay and my throwback track is going to stick to the theme so we're talking dance in the 90s it's snap rhythm is a dancer do you remember that's, that one such a tune. rhythm is a dancer it's a source of magic that's the one you can feel it that's it yeah that's sick that's a good track there's do you know you yeah. just reminded me of uh I need to I need to find out what the song is. There was this Indian guy that uh called up, asked for a song. It's like one of those kind of 
dance tracks from, yeah. from the 90s and uh, he was he was saying completely the wrong words but <laughs> it's just like how he translated it anyway my throwbacks um, executive decision so Kurt Douglas Kurt Douglas yeah do you know why the, is that with like the stealth bomb or something kind of yeah there is yeah, yeah, so yeah. so and, and that that bit is the bit why I like this film okay because Steven Seagal's in that movie and he dies quick that's, that's why I like it I've, obviously if you've listened to me talk about him before you know I have no respect for the guy he's a prick but uh, in the movie he actually plays like a bit of an asshole as well and uh, and he dies he dies early what's up Danny? oh shit so I've just gone to add that song into the playlist with him as a dancer and it's come up as duplicate so I must have used that before oh, oh shit okay you keep going I'm going to have to find another you track you need to find another I've got it already. All right, my my throwback song is uh, well, hopefully that won't come up as duplicate. Although I think I might. Have, it's it's a more recent one. It's uh, Egyptian. Tune tune. That had like, some good remixes as well. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna add that. And I've just thought of my next throwback that I'm gonna do for next week, <laughs> which was uh, well, actually I'm gonna say. So officially now my throwback is Power. I got the power by Snap. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool track. Yeah. Speaking of the, the old music stuff, so um, I sent you I sent you a YouTube link. Did you listen to the song? Um, I might have done. Basically, so uh, I I ordered my uh, my supplies from my Taekwondo club, and uh, it's just a weird coincidence that it happens to be like a five minute detour from my route to work to go and pick up the stock. So I go pick up my my stock when I order it from from the supplier who. It's a the company is a global company. They've got distribution centers all throughout the world. It just so happens to be like it's the the company is a Korean company, but the guy that runs the UK distribution center is actually the son of the the guy who set up the company in Korea. So he he's also like part owner of the the global company. I don't know why that just sounded really convoluted, but anyway. So he was telling me he's going to step away from doing what he's doing to follow his passion for music. Okay. I was like, okay, you said to me you're into music before, but I didn't. I didn't realize you were that into it. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I'm on it. Like, I'm. I love it, and we've like been speaking to people in rec- like in the music industry yeah, and yeah. stuff, and it looks like we might be able to do something with it. So I just want to focus more on that. I was like, All right, cool, cool, cool. So he gave me like one of his cards, and uh, I looked him up on. He said most of his stuff's just on YouTube anyway. Yeah. So I looked it up on YouTube. First track that came on was a bit like bit like house music kind of okay. thing and although don't get me wrong I'm I'm cool with all types of music some yeah. some types of music like I can appreciate the skill and talent involved very eclectic yeah but it's, it's not necessarily my cup of tea right okay so I was like mm, yeah it's alright I can see it and then I just I thought rather than just turn it off let me click on another one yeah and this one caught me okay so the song is let me just make sure I say it right uh, before I say it wrong, which will happen, uh, I think it's called Pulling In, and it's by the the singer's name is Jax J A X, and he's actually the guy who um, who I buy my stuff from. Now I'm not I'm not going to sit and go, oh my god, it's amazing, it's the best song I've ever heard. It's not, but based on the fact that this guy made it in his garage, I think he I think he's pretty decent. The the only one thing that I will say about it is that it's a fuck song. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, it's one of those songs that, you know, you'd be like, well, 
I'll be thinking about doing certain things while I'm listening to this song because the lyrics are all about doing it basically. Okay. Um, there's a line that says like something like, um, "I'll leave your body shaking, and you won't like you won't be able to deny it that next time you're with him, you'll wish it was me that was in." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you wanted your your ex chick to be there, but all right, fine. But yeah, so I thought that was a pretty sick track to the point where obviously I shared it with some of my friends. Yeah, I messaged the guy. I told him I was like, "This man, first song I listened to, not my cup of tea, but this song it got me. Man. It was all right." So, uh, so yeah, Jack's pulling in, pulling up. I was trying to find it. I sent it to you, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a listen. But, yeah, in fact, yeah, it's called Pulling Up. Um, so, yeah, it's by uh, Chili Tribe Records, or that's their, that's their uh, YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, anyway, that's it. That's it for today. It's been, uh, it's been, it's been standard. I'm not going to say it's been amazing. It's been standard, isn't it? Standard <laughs> Mediocre. Yeah. Mediocre. Yeah. Yes, yes. But, uh, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this mediocre episode, <laughs> give us a shout out on Instagram. Put us on your story. I'm going to, I think, number one, I'm going to do a cash giveaway soon. Okay. Right? Get little shout outs here and there. Yeah. I might just be like, right, whoever, like, I'll pick someone in October who tags us or posts about us and tags us in it. And I'll just be like, here's a hundred pounds. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to do that. Okay. So I've said it now. I've said it. You got to do it. I got to do it. Okay. Done. Right, I'm a £100 lighter. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and I was also thinking we might do a little get together with all the guests that we've had on. Yeah, I think maybe Christmas is coming up. Yeah, man. We've had like 15 guests, I think. Maybe less. Maybe 10. Christmas I don't know. But we'll have a couple more up. guests on coming up. I've got a couple of people that have expressed that they want to come and come on and talk about certain things. So that'll be cool. Okay. Um, yeah, man. Uh, other than that, you know, crack on with your life, people. I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. We're out. We're out. Peace.